Um, a few important announcements, please listen carefully. Um, when we were in Perungudi, we received a prophetic word that you would be moving out to the outskirts of the city and you will get a land there and build an education institution, right? With that prophetic word is where we moved. In, in fact, through another prophetic word, we received this pin code. Even while we were searching in every other place, uh, so we came here through a lot of prophetic direction. And as a part of that prophetic direction, it was said that even though you are leasing the land, you go ahead and put the structure because they would start coming and request you to buy out the land bit by bit and you guys would eventually buy out the land. So that's the reason even though it's leased, we had put up this thing. People always ask, what is the difference between foolishness and faith? And I say the only difference is that you have heard God, right? Uh, that's the only difference. And true to the word, now they have, the owners have come and they want us to buy 10 cents of the land because they are in need of some money. So, yeah. And, uh, see, God gave a promise word, Canaan, as the promised land. But then he said, I'm going to give it to you for possession a bit by bit so that you become stronger to possess the entire thing. And um, so this week, we are supposed, so 10 cents, the, the quoted price is 60 lakhs. So in which the 50 percentage they want to be paid this week and the next 50 percentage to be paid in the next little more than two months. So, uh, we had planned to do the work for which we were raising funds and then this thing has come. So I was like, oh, do we do the work or we put the money in the land? And I was thinking which one to do. Uh, and I'm like, okay, if you do both, God's account is not going to run dry. <laughs> Um, so we'll believe God to do both. Um, so how many of you are willing to agree with me? Yeah? Okay, let's lift your hands and say, Father, we thank you for you're the one who provides, you're the one who um, empowers our hands. We thank you for this is done. We call it done in the name of Jesus. We call forth 60 lakhs that is needed. We call forth 30 lakhs that is needed for all the other work. We call forth all this money to come through in the right time in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give thanks for it's done. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. You believe and you speak. And you do not doubt in your heart, 
that you have received it then you shall have it so receiving happens in the spirit having it happens in the physical so unless we receive things in the spirit we can't have it in the natural right say we receive it <laughs> we receive the money so if you want to give towards the land 30 lakhs within this week so if you want to give please do swipe at the end of the service uh account details will be there if you want to transfer online also you can do um that's one thing see the vision is never the building the building is never the vision facility facilitates the vision look at somebody and say facility facilitates the vision but facility is not the vision right the moment the facility becomes the vision then we are into trouble many people are like when they build something they are like we are building the kingdom of god no when you are building a building you are not building the kingdom of god when you are building a building you are building a building when you build people you are building the kingdom of god so uh we believe in building buildings but that is not the kingdom of god building lives building marriages building people you know that's the kingdom of god and as long as the facility is facilitating the vision then the facility serves us otherwise we start to serve the facility which is a very dangerous thing to do um uh, that's one announcement the second announcement is um since we are beginning work tomorrow uh we won't be having the gatherings here services happening here in this month of april um so but as i told you last week the services are closed but what is not closed church is not closed because this is not church this is a christian media production church is community church is relationships with christ being the center that would continue continue to meet people continue to have meals continue to walk through the gospel you know continue to live at the gospel the church will continue but the meetings will remain paused for the next few weeks yeah um before i go into the word you know we have wonderful team with us the team is not here okay um uh, one team from mumbai had come uh but they were staying at roshan's place and uh he is bringing them on the way <laughs> hopefully they come before the service they've been joining with us for 7 8 years right uh probably yeah 7 8 years um so good to journey with them so we're having oli and bhavna who is part of the core team there with us um oli you want to come and say hi
All right. Um, hi, this is Bhavna. I'm sure everybody knows. It is great to be back here. Great to see how God is moving, um, doing a lot of things in the season. The mo most required surgeries that you have been doing uh, along with the community and doing the hard journey, I think. Uh, I think we've, we've been on every highs and lows of the journey that this church has gone through. Um, and I'm, we just feel blessed to be a part of this family. And thank you so much for having us. It's always a pleasure, you know, to have people whom you can call family, right? Uh, and thank you for inviting us and making us part of your story, part of your journey. And uh, many times I'm like a pain in your ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's a good pain, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, one guy from Mumbai only, right, messaged me. Jesudian, you're a very dangerous friend to have. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, I'm a dangerous friend to have, but a good one to have. Uh, we've been taking up questions. Last week I said one question that had come was, talking so much about the heart journey, you have clearly explained what is the problem with our heart, but you haven't explained clearly what is the solution. You know, if you clearly explain what the solution is, then we will work in our heart and we will bring it to a different place. Uh, um, so, the thing is, I was just talking with the team yesterday with a question, what is God doing on this earth? Ask, what is God doing on this earth? What, what do you think God is doing? What is God doing? We have so many answers for it. God is doing this, God is doing that. Um, during COVID, God is shaking systems. God is doing things. God is, oh my goodness. Ukraine and Russia war broke out. God is ending the world. <laughs> right? uh, so, so many things, so many viewpoints, so many frameworks. People think this is what is God is doing. But whatever God is doing, where is he doing? Is he shaking? Yes. Yeah. Is he disrupting things? Yes. He's doing so many things. But where are those things happening? Where does the shaking happen? Where does the disruption happen? Where does all these things happen? It happens in our hearts. Okay. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how does the kingdom come on earth? Where does it first come? It, you know, it has to come and be established in our hearts. The kingdom is not here, kingdom is not there. The kingdom is within you, said Jesus. So unless, see the problem is, um, the church is concentrating on so many things other than the heart. It is beating a character called sin. Do not sin. It is uh, motivating people through flames of hellfire or, you know, rewards of a golden street and a pearly gate. 
the church is doing so many things except dealing with the heart but god is not doing so many things god is just doing only one thing what is he doing is working in our heart the entire scriptures in just in the new testament alone leaving the old testament just in the new testament alone more than 100 places the bible talks about the heart that's a lot of place more than 100 places the bible talks about the heart jesus said if you don't understand this parable you won't understand any other parable what is a parable a sower went out to sow the seed he sowed some fell in this land some fell in that land some fell in that land but the same seed same seed is sown but the output is all different one in one land you know it sprouted fast but then when the sun came out it dried up in the other thing it sprouted fast but it was a stony ground so it t- didn't take root you know, it was thorny none of the thing this thing happened in the so called good land there was three categories one was 30 fold output 60 fold output 100 fold output in all these categories what remained the same the seed remained the same and what were it so all of us are sitting right now and listening to the same word but it is working for some it is not working for some for some it is yielding a 30 fold for some it is yielding a 60 fold what is the problem god is not being partial god is not saying okay i'll give him 30 percentage i'll give him 60 percentage god said it all depends on the land that is receiving the word and then he clearly explains the seed is the word and the land is the heart and jesus said if you don't understand this parable you won't understand any other parable look at somebody and say your output depends on your heart yeah yeah the team has finally come put your hands together and welcome the team for making it on time yeah yeah and special thanks to roshan for bringing them on time also right uh so what is god doing current they are coming late but god is working in my heart right that's what i'm trying to tell no matter what we are doing god still works in our heart he doesn't have 101 problems we might have 101 problems we might be having 101 things going on but as far as god is concerned there is only one thing he is looking for opportunities to work in our heart and he said guard your heart with all diligence out of it shall flow rivers of life you think i am speaking crude and i am speaking rude my goodness you should listen to jesus jesus says when you eat it goes to your mouth then it goes to your tummy then it comes out of your asshole right jesus says it he says what you eat these pharisees they are coming and saying ah they are eating the wrong stuff and jesus is like hey guys what you eat goes inside comes out you eat beef you eat pork huh? you think pork eating pork defiles you no no pork goes in pork goes out but what comes out of your heart in fact he says what you eat doesn't go into your heart and what comes of your out of your heart defiles you so what is coming out of your heart So Jesus has always been talking about the heart 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 heart. He said where wherever your treasure is there is your heart. Out of your heart you believe and out of your mouth you confess. That becomes a covenant. 
that sets your life so the whole thing is about heart love your god with all your heart with all your heart from beginning to end it's about our heart but unfortunately we don't even have the tools or the language or the skill set to journey our heart and we get stuck we get stuck in so many places so i'm going to give you 10 golden rules of the heart journey okay what am i going to give you 10 golden rules of the heart journey this is like more like cooking class you know you can watch in the tv there are all these cooking shows right uh take some kadugu put pour some oil you know fry and you can sit in the couch and watch after i finish cooking in the tv what will you have at home for lunch just because you watched me cook no you're not going to have anything you're going to be as hungry as you were when you began watching the show so i can tell all these things if you're going to just sit and like very good you're just going to be the same but if when i say add some oil when you are in your kitchen you are adding your oil and you and i say okay put the flame on high and you put the flame on high you add little butter you add little this you little and you keep doing what i'm asking you to do when i finish cooking here you will also have a meal to eat it might not be as good as what i cooked but you will have something and but when you keep working on it eventually you might even have a better meal than myself so what i'm giving you will not work just because you listen to it but it will definitely work if you apply it and if you apply it really well you might even have better results than what i am having are you guys getting what i'm saying are you guys ready ready to go yeah what's the first golden rule come on read it out loud come on put put only my heart is in my hands this is a golden rule only my heart is in my hands nothing else in my hands i've said all these points in different messages i'm just consolidating and giving it to you so that you can remember it better for application only my heart is in my hands look at somebody and say your mouth is not in my hands your eyebrows are not in my hands your eyeballs are not in my hands you can roll all you want to roll you know you can do whatever you want to do you can you can spin as much as you want to spin all those things are not in my hands what is in my hands only my heart is in my hands see unless you get this thing you would keep everybody you would be blaming everyone around you for the state you are in we can't control people's mouth you can't control my mouth now by now you know it i can't control your mouth either by now i know that also but at the end of the day i get to protect my heart my heart is 
in my hands. Only my heart is in my hands. On a good day, my heart is in my hands. Nothing else is in my hands. Nothing else is in my hands. Second, come on, read it out loud. Nobody else is responsible for my feelings. Come on, look at if it, if your spouse is sitting by them, please look at them and say, you are not responsible for my feelings. Mm-hmm. Come on, say, tell, tell the person who is sitting by your side, say, nobody else is responsible for my feelings. I am responsible for my feelings. This is super important. If you get this thing, it changes your life. It changes your life. Just because I'm giving this as simple points, don't take it light. It's like this engineer who comes and says, oh, what's the problem? They say, oh, we have been trying to figure it out for the last six hours. And this guy says, take this wire and put it there and it'll work. And you do it and it works. And then he gives you a bill for 50,000. You're like, what the heck? You know, you just came and spent two minutes and, and you were charging 50,000. For him to find that thing, it took 50 years. So when he does something in two minutes, obviously he charges you 50,000. Just because I'm giving these things for free right now, don't think these things came out easily. Okay? No. So take these things seriously. Nobody else is responsible for my feelings. When I'm saying it itself, you're showing that you don't agree with that through your face. Okay, nobody else. Of course everybody else is responsible for my feeling. Of course everyone is responsible for my feeling. I'll tell you. Look at the next point. My feelings are connected to my needs. Say that again. My feelings are connected to my needs. So, When my needs are not met, I feel in a particular way. And when my needs are met, I feel a different way. So my feeling is connected to my needs. Classic example, we tell our kids, hey, get to the bed. It's 10 o'clock, get to the bed. 10 o'clock, get to the bed. Then when we say get to the bed, that's where they start a new game. They take a toy and they arrange things to begin a new thing. And if it has been a long day and you have been having a difficult day and they do that, what happens? And we come like that. But it was a Friday. Okay, you don't need to do anything tomorrow morning. Then that day also you say, go to bed and they start a new game by 10 o'clock. You're still like, hey... Kannukutti, chellakutti, choldrada kele, you know, uh, so they continue to play. So they did the same thing both Wednesday and Friday. Their action was not different, but your feelings was different on Wednesday and Friday. Why? Because your needs were different from Wednesday to Friday. So your feelings are connected to your needs. Their action is a stimulus, is a trigger. But it's not the cause for your feeling. Only triggers and stimulus are outside. 
people's actions people's choices people what they did and said is all a stimulus and a trigger point but they are not the reason for our feeling the reason is always inside when you make somebody else the reason you would always justify your form of punishment whenever you make somebody else the reason for your feeling you would always justify your punishment i am punishing you because you made me feel like this you made me angry nobody makes you angry for example i'm going in the car this guy cuts in front of me anger comes out of me my son is sitting by my side he says daddy look how cool he's driving look at how cool that guy bike fellow drove same thing i'm seeing i'm having a different feeling he's having a different feeling because both our needs are different are you guys following what i'm saying but when i make that guy the reason for my feeling then i will justify my katavarta i'll justify my punishment i'll justify my foul language needs i have a need for safety i have a need for safety that's why i'm driving the way i'm driving and when he's doing it is not meeting my needs so since it's not meeting my needs i'm getting agitated but my agitation is still connected to my needs but my son doesn't have a need for safety or he doesn't need he doesn't know that he has a need for safety he has a need for thrill and adrenaline that's his need and when that guy cuts the thing he's like wow so cool but that guy doesn't even know that two different people are having two different feelings he is just driving are you guys worrying what what i'm saying so for example i'll give you one more example wife is at the home you know at home working all through the day doing this doing that you know taking care of the kids oh doing all these things the husband works and comes back home tired he comes and sits on the couch takes the thing takes his you know remote and goes on the horse riding tigri 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 okay so wife all through the day had been waiting for the husband to come back because she has a need for connection her need for connection is building up oh i need i have a need for connection so she comes and sits by the side husband doesn't even know that she has come he is in the mobile mm but wife is sitting looking at him okay he'll speak something so now her needs are not being met when her needs are not being met certain feelings is building up but if she doesn't know that nobody else is responsible for her feeling her feeling is connected to her needs and she is responsible to communicate in a non violent manner her feelings and needs to the husband if she doesn't know those framework if she doesn't have that skill set she doesn't even know what is brewing within her and she gets transformed into a dinosaur then all of a sudden when the dinosaur comes and catches him by the throat he thinks did i walk into the house or jurassic park 
that's what he thinks okay but this was building up and this guy was not aware that something is building up within the person so tongues roll out right all these things spirit language comes out and all these things happen and then then the family is in a different state why because unmet needs causes different feelings met need causes different feeling but at the end of the day my feeling is connected to my needs and i'm it is a very vulnerable thing to speak your need and request the other person to meet your need it hurts our ego to become vulnerable to talk about our needs yeah it is easy if we manipulate people to meet our needs through anger through shame through threat through punishment through withholding love withholding affection through some form or the other if we can get the attention and meet our need we think our needs will be met but whenever we are trying to do all those things to meet our needs through threat shame punishment withholding love affection or any form of punishment we use to get the attention and to get our needs met we will never feel our needs are met our needs are met only when we are vulnerable with it and say i have this need and the other person voluntarily meets that need then only our needs are met our needs are never met through force are you guys following what i'm saying you want me to repeat i'm saying for example if the wife just goes in front of the husband from one side to the other while he's watching tv and he's like he doesn't even know that she is trying to give signal but it's a very vulnerable thing for the wife to say hey i was whole day looking forward for some time with you i have a need for connection would you like to spend some time that is a very vulnerable thing to say it would be easy for her to change her face or do something and to expect the husband to become aware of her need and meet it but it's a very vulnerable thing for the wife to become vulnerable and open her heart and share, share her need needs are different we all have needs we are relational beings we have relational needs we have need for security we have need for adventure we have need for change we have so many needs are there but what our needs are we need we don't even know what's happening within us that's a problem we don't know how to communicate with our heart we don't know how to we don't have a vocabulary for feelings we don't have a vocabulary for our needs so my feelings are connected to my needs only the stimulus is outside see for example let's take the example of electricity how the fan is you know moving we say the fan is moving because of the switch i switched on that's why the fan is moving technically speaking the fan is moving because electric current is flowing 
when the electric current is not flowing, even if I switch on the switch, the fan is not going to move. So, the switch is a trigger point, but it is not the reason for the rotation of fan. The reason for the rotation of fan is the electric current that is flowing. So, the needs are the electric current. The you know, feelings and needs are the current that is undercurrent that is running within you. The switch is the trigger point outside. You know, your wife, somebody, somebody, your boss, you know, this guy who cut you on the road. All these are trigger points. They are not the reasons that is make the fan spinning. Are you following what I'm saying? So when I'm speaking all these things, people always give me a look. You are speaking as if everything is my problem. <laughs> You're speaking as if everything is my problem. Look at somebody and say, exactly. That's not what he was trying to say. That is exactly what he's saying. What you are feeling is your problem. What the other person did or said is their problem. Their choices, they are responsible for the choices that they made. But the feeling that you are having, you are only responsible. If we did this, this is the only kind of feeling that has to come. No, not necessarily. You put three different people, three different people will feel three different things in the same scenario. Look at somebody and say, he's helping you. <laughs> tell them, tell them. He's helping you. Yeah. Yeah. We have always lived a powerless life where we keep pushing the responsibility to everyone else and making life, everyone's life miserable around us. Oh, you did this, you said this, that's why I'm angry, that's why I'm angry. Nee? You're angry because you're choosing to be angry. Because you are feeling angry because certain needs are not met. Only when you learn to own, that comes to the you know next point. Come on, read it out loud. Every emotion of your heart is an invitation from the Father to have a conversation. No matter what, what your feeling is, what your emotion is, it's always an invitation from the Father to have a conversation. There is no right feeling or wrong feeling. Feeling is a feeling. Look at somebody and say, feeling is a feeling. Don't judge your feeling be it lust or anger or anything. See, when I'm saying whatever the previous points, my point is don't feel anything. That's not my point. You should not have any feelings. That's not my point. You should not get angry. That's not my point. I'm saying if I'm getting angry, I should know that anger is connected to my needs. I should be aware my anger is connected to my needs. I need to know that. As long as I make somebody else responsible for it, then I will justify my punishment. So when I'm getting angry, or when I'm having a lustful thought, or when I'm having jealous feeling, whatever feeling I'm having, it's an invitation. Daddy is calling for an invitation. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? And when you have a conversation, the father reveals what's going on within you in your world. And he begins to work. And when you start having that conversation, that's where the heart journey happens and your heart healing happens and the transformation happens. Every emotion. Say every emotion. Every emotion is an invitation. 
joyful, not just, you know, negative emotions. Any emotion is an invitation. For example, if you put an Instagram post and it gets a million likes and you're elated by that feeling of having a million likes, it's an invitation again from the father, hey, what's happening? What's happening? What is the first question that Jesus asked in the New Testament? What's the first question that God asked in the Old Testament? Adam, where are you? What's the second question he asked? Who told you? So, I'm naked. Then God is asking, who told you so? See, once you start meditating on God's questions, it will help you a lot. God is fantastic in asking questions. His questions reveal all our things. So what's the first question that Jesus asked in the New Testament? Whatever, it will be a good question. <laughs> Come on, what is the first question that Jesus asked? When the disciples of John was following Jesus, Jesus turned around and asked him, Come on, what are you seeking? What's the first question in the New Testament? What are you seeking? Look at somebody and ask, what are you seeking? Your heart is seeking something. Your heart is seeking something. Behind all your things and emotions, your heart is seeking something. What are you seeking? So we are thinking, I'm praying about business. I'm praying about my marriage. I'm praying about money. I'm praying about this. God is not praying about all those things. God is just praying about your heart. God doesn't worry about money. God doesn't worry about business. God worries about your heart. As long as he works there, everything else happens because out of it shall flows the river that drives your life. So every emotion is an invitation from the Father for a conversation. So instead of making the other person responsible for your feeling, when you see it as an invitation, you start speaking to the Father. Say, interesting. Say that. Interesting. So when you're having lust, you go like, interesting. When you're having anger, you go like, interesting. You become curious. Say, don't judge your feelings. Become curious. Yeah, what's happening? What are you seeking, heart? Oh my soul, what is happening? Why are you disquieted within me? That is David's language for heart healing. Why are you disquieted? Why are you so disturbed? What is disturbing you? What am I disturbed about? When we ask that question, what am I disturbed about? What am I? Okay, that person did this. But why am I disturbed? Why am I getting disturbed? What's happening within me? Then you get to journey. Okay, next one. Come on, this is huge. Read it out loud. If you own your story, you get to write its ending. If the story owns you, you feel as a victim. Say that again. If you 
own your story, then you get to write its ending. If the story owns you, then you feel as a victim. No matter how messy your story is, when you own the story redemptively without shame, then you get to write its ending. No matter how messy it has been, when you own your story, hey, this is my story, yes. I messed up, I messed up, I messed up, but this is my story. Then you get to write its ending because God is a redemptive genius and your story becomes a redemptive story. But when you feel, whenever you talk to people, when you say, how are you doing? And they start with, that means story is owning them. <sighs> oh, story is owning you. When, when story is owning you, you feel like a victim. Everybody else is taking the shot and you're just pulled in all direction. Your life is not in your hands. Some people tell, you know the reason why we are afraid of telling our stories to you is because we are afraid it might come from the stage on a Sunday morning. I'm telling you it's going to come. It's going to come. I will tell your story. Not I will not tell your name, but I will tell your story. Why? Because I am worshipping the God of the Bible who put the stories forever to be read. Just imagine you living in Bible times. In 2nd Chronicles comes Emmanuel's story. In 2nd Kings comes Jesudian's story. If I had been David, I would have gone to God and said, Man, I messed up with Bathsheba. Why can't you just deal it with me and finish it? Why did you put my story in the Bible? And you put Psalms 51 also in the story. Every fellow messes up and comes and reads my psalm. Look at somebody and say, God is not ashamed of your story. God is not ashamed of the story. So much so, in, in a genealogy where only men's, male's name are mentioned, five names of women were included and all the five women had stories. All the five women had stories. God is not ashamed of anybody's story. He, when, when you share it with him and in the community, your story becomes his story. He owns your story. You can own it with God. When you own your story with God, it becomes a redemptive story. See, look at somebody and say, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Who among you doesn't have a story? Everybody has a story. Not one, even, even you might be thinking, you know, Gabriel the angel doesn't have a story. Go and ask him. He might have a story. He might be like, man, you know, God asked me to send a message and give a message to Mary. I went and gave a message to Mary. Ever since these fellows in Nazareth town are saying, uh, you know, one guy, Gabriel, met Mary and Mary is pregnant. <laughs> Gabriel might have a story. <laughs> Who knows? Everybody has a story. 
but your story need not own you look at somebody pull them by their ear look into their eyes and say your story need not own you you can own your story redemptively without any shame without any shame so so that you get to write its ending you can decide this is how my story is going to end when you own it but when the story owns you then you feel like a victim okay next people in pain look for people to blame come on say that again <laughs> yeah oh my goodness this is a classic thing people in pain look for people to blame in fact in tamil it comes like valiyil irpavargal kutram sumathuvatharku ஆடுகளை தேடுகிறார்கள் எதை தேடுகிறார்கள் ஆடுகள் தே லுக்கிங் ஃபார் ஸ்கேப் கோட்ஸ் ஹும் கேன் வி புட்ஸ் திஸ் பிளேம் ஆன் இன் பெயின் ஐ நீட் சம்படி டு பிளேம் அண்ட் யூஸ்வலி ஹூ பிகம்ஸ் ஸ்கேப் கோட் ஆர் பீப்புள் இன் அத்தாரிட்டி தட்ஸ் வை வி பிளேம் சிஎம் வி பிளேம் pm we blame prime minister we blame the team leader we blame you know positions of authority and that's why we blame pastors oh these people have messed up their lives it's causing pain so now i need to blame someone and it's easy to blame somebody in authority that's a typical mob mentality look at somebody and say you need not be part of the mob <laughs> yeah we there are better ways to deal with pain there are better ways to deal with pain but if you have if if you if you if you have to be free from the blame shame game then you need to remember all the other points what is the first point what's the first point my heart is in my hands second nobody else is responsible for my feeling my feelings are connected to my needs every emotion of my heart is an invitation from the father for a conversation if i own my story then i got to so when you when this framework is there your need to blame others will not be there the whole driving desire to blame someone will drop as you get the first few points and start practicing it okay next i am not at the bottom of your pain there is an i am not and that is very emotionally charged and wired statement and it is very difficult for people to drop to the bottom of your pain to visit the i am not statement the i am nots are the fiery darts of the evil one which he you know aims at you in a traumatic time you know a traumatic situation it comes and stitches at the bottom of your heart and stays there as a pain point i am not beautiful i am not significant i am not important i am not good enough so your i am not is the pain point where demons dwell it's very difficult to visit our i am nots when people tell their story at a particular point they will drop 
most people don't but some people get to drop when they really drop to that point and they visit the i'm not nobody sits like this and my husband is sitting really like this i feel i am not at all important that's how it goes nobody says i feel i am not important i am not or not visited like that i am not or very heavily emotionally charged that's why we don't visit our i am not we keep running away from it we keep deflecting pain we keep running away from everything else and keeping ourselves busy but the moment you drop to your i am not right there is jesus the great i am holding you look at some say the great i am who is holding your i am not and he's waiting for you to drop to that pain point so that you can visit him there see we are searching god everywhere outside we are searching god in the worship service we are searching god in the prophet's mouth we are searching god here in there and there but where is god god is at the bottom of our pain hole bottom of our shit hole holding us together so that you can drop 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 and finally meet christ and you will begin to heal look at somebody and say drop deeper come on like do like drop deep <laughs> yeah if you are in pain you drop deep okay go ahead mm read it out loud shame is dismantled in a safe community so behind those pain points behind the i am not why we don't want to visit the i am not because what is attached with it extreme shame is attached with those things extreme shame is attached to this so when you become vulnerable with your story and when you own your story and you become say, uh, you know vulnerable with the community and the community doesn't judge you the community stays connected what is a safe community a safe community is a community that holds on to connection at at the moment of crisis and pain when 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 i'm causing pain when i'm causing a crisis when you guys stay connected with me and suffer with me and stand with me and believe the truth of who i am that's a safe community and shame is dismantled in such a community and that's where healing happens that's where healing happens so how do we make our church gatherings more meaningful towards this end okay go ahead yeah our healing is a come on everyone say it out loud our healing is a person and not a technique it's not a technique it's not a formula it's not 10 steps our healing is a person a real person jesus who is at the bottom of your pain holding you together yes yes he loves you he is a real person and god has put him within you you have not invited him he is already there he is at the bottom of your shit hole he is already there you don't take him there he is there but he is waiting for you to come there so that he can heal you there the other point next point would be 
looking like a contradiction to the previous point. Our healing is a person and his name is Jesus. The next point is healing happens in community. Oh, so is Jesus the one healing or is the community the one who is healing? Jesus is the one who heals, but how he heals? He heals you in a community. Because Jesus is not one person. Jesus is in a community himself. He is with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So whenever you go to Jesus, people always say, I will work my same story, me and God. Me and God, I will work it out. How many people have told me? I would ask them, hey, how did you process your pain? How did you process this trauma? Oh, I processed. How did you process? I processed it in the presence. I'm like, okay. Did you receive help? Did you ask for help? No. But have you processed it? Yeah, I've processed it. This me and God thing doesn't work. It just doesn't work. I've tried. I've tried to do it in my life. I've tried to deal with my stuff alone. And whenever I've spoken to Gary, why cannot I deal this thing with God? Whenever I ask him, why cannot I deal it with God? He never says, first few times he said, you need Jesus with skin on, you need Jesus with skin on. But I kept asking, no, I don't want Jesus with any skin on. I want to deal it with Jesus directly. Then after a few times he's like, whenever I say, can I deal this thing with God without talking to anyone? He'll be like, give me your hand. And he'll shake and says, all the best. He'll say, all the best. Work it out with God and let me know how it works. Then after a few years, I have to come circle back to him and say, it's not working. Look at somebody and say, all the best. <laughs> try, try working with God, you and Jesus alone. It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Why? Because God himself is a community. God is not solitary. If God is a single person, he will just deal with you single person. God is a community. He forces you into a community. Man, Saul, on the road to Damascus, having an encounter, God is speaking to him face to face. And finally, that guy, violent guy, says, kneels down and cries, Lord, what do you want me to do? And God says, get up, go, it shall be told to you. Speaking to face to face. Why is not dealing with it like that? Go. Then this guy goes and stays in another house. Then God speaks to another man called Ananias. There is this guy who has come. Go and speak to him. Why so many things? Why can't God speak to him directly? This guy Ananias says, Lord, that fellow came to kill me. It's okay. Go and speak to him. God is working in your heart. Look at somebody and say, God is working in your heart. So why do people ask this question, can I work this thing with God? From what is the driver behind that question? Shame! Not your love for God. Not your love for intimacy. What is the driver behind that question? Shame! Can I deal this thing with God? The driver is shame. And God has to dismantle shame. Then only you can be free. But shame is dismantled in a community, safe community. So healing, Jesus is the one who heals. But how he heals? 
he heals in a community why we got wounded in a community are we done did we have 10 10 points yeah what questions do you have hmm any questions service so many people ask questions okay that's a very good question where do we start when i don't even know what's happening within me that's what i'm saying we don't need to go for dirt hunting right we don't pick up navel fluff oh what's happening now you move towards deep connections around you so when you're moving towards deep connections right things get triggered automatically oh yeah welcome to arigant hello right so so things get triggered and when things get triggered right that's an invitation when you when you're in a community there is always triggers there are a lot of triggers and and trigger happens and something comes and that becomes an invitation so that's what the father is wanting you to address at that point so when you drop deeper you know he takes you to the i am not which is not even connected to that person who was the trigger he takes you to a deep memory and works there so when that thing is done then the pain point towards this person is also dissolved so that's how the thing happens so you use every emotion as an invitation one thing second thing is when you want to intentionally do it you go in the presence and you ask the holy spirit which area of my heart do you want to heal and when you give him such an invitation he brings up a memory to address rather than you looking inward he brings it up something and he addresses those things so this is where you can start yeah very good question how do i know which is my community um it's a very what do you say it there is no cut and right answers like this is your community i can't be telling this is your community you know it you have to journey with god and see what god is putting in your heart and you decide oh this is going to be my tribe this is going to be my community in with whom i'm going to do my life journey with that is something that you decide based on what god is leading but i want to tell something 
that communities are made up of covenant relationships and not convenient relationships. Many times we get into a community and we get triggered and, and the relationship is not convenient, so we immediately move looking for a new one. And we get into that community and there also we get triggered and then, oh, we are not com comfortable and then we move out thinking that's not my community. A comfortable community is not your community. A covenantal community is your community. And covenantal relationships are not convenient relationships all the time. Example, our, how does our marriage look? Is it always comfortable? Oh my goodness. Right? No. But it is a covenantal relationship. It's not a relationship of convenience. You have made a commitment to walk for life. So you get to choose with God's guidance or in this season, this is, going to this, this is going to be the community into which I'm going to invest myself into. And I'm going to invite people to speak into my life. I'm going to open my heart, open my house to invite people to speak into my life. That is something that we need to do. We can just keep coming and keep going for years together as a part of an institutional church and not be part of the community. Yeah. So, for example, um, Ruth said to Naomi, your people are my people. Your God, my God. When she said that to Naomi, Naomi was at a very low place. Nothing was going right. She, was, she has lost everything and she's like, I'm going back, change my name into Mara. My life is bitter. God has forsaken me. And the other girl, Oprah, or, or Orpha, she said, thank you. And she goes away. She's, she chooses her community. Ruth chooses her community. Not out of convenience, but out of covenant. Then rest is history. Right? She becomes the great grandmother of Jesus. So, how do you choose community? Obviously, you listen to God. But when you choose, it's not going to be convenient all the time. It's not going to be comfortable all the time. But at the same time, certain relationship in that community will be life-giving. It will be energizing. If every relationship in that community is draining you out, then you're in the wrong community. Right? Certain relationships are energizing. Then you know, okay. So you choose, you take a list and like, these couples, when I spend time, I'm feeling energized. So you are receiving from them. Then there are certain couples with whom you would be pouring out. But, but when you spend time, you're kind of draining out because you're giving. So then you balance your life with people who energizes you and people kind of giving, you're giving out. So when you're just giving out, giving out, you can get drained. So your community has to have people who is feeding you and whom you are feeding. Yeah. Any other question? Hmm? C.S. Lewis quote is my go-to quote for this season. To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. There is no doubt. Yes, your heart will be broken if you love anything. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. 
don't love even an animal don't love anything don't love anyone wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries whatever you keep yourself busy yourself busy with do this do that do this do ministry do conference or do play football and uh, what to say you know work keep yourself busy with little luxuries and hobbies avoid all entanglements lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness oh this person is hurting me 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 do you know you are pushing yourself to your corner everybody is hurting me and finally in that place in the casket or coffin of selfishness what happens to your heart your heart there in that casket safe dark motionless airless it will change it will not be broken it will become unbreakable it becomes impenetrable it becomes irredeemable the goal if your if your goal is not to be broken at all if your goal is not to feel pain at all then the goal is to become unbreakable where your heart becomes like solid rock like metal rock you don't feel anything you don't feel pain you don't feel joy you don't feel a stab you don't feel a hug you don't feel anything you just become like some object that is not a healthy heart just because you don't feel pain doesn't mean you're healthy in fact it has become irredeemable it has become motionless it has become unbreakable impenetrable so the goal is not to reach a place where we don't get hurt anymore no 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 the goal is to be in a place no matter how many times you're hurt you will arise and love again the word vulnerable the root word of the vulnerable literally means to lay down your armor to the point where you are open for being attacked that's what vulnerable means to love at all is to be vulnerable you can never short circuit pain out of love god loves us are we causing him pain or not what do you think oh yeah oh yes when adam sinned when people messed up it does pain god's heart that's the proof cross is the proof how much pain god is willing to go through for love's sake but he arises and loves again he arises and loves again without vengeance so to love at all is to be vulnerable love anything your heart will be wrong possibly be broken but if you want to keep it intact keep it locked in the coffin of selfishness there it becomes unbreakable irredeemable impenetrable i'm giving this quote to my guys and i'm saying post and they are posting it and they put hashtag unbreakable irredeemable impenetrable and they don't put the word vulnerable at all in the hashtag i'm like did you guys even understand the quote 
so when we read the word unbreakable impenetrable we think oh that's what oh our heart should become unbreakable saying the opposite of that okay so one question was asked what if we become vulnerable and express our needs and the other person doesn't meet this is the answer this is the answer yeah any other question you guys are like you have told us now just see what we do with a heart healing look at somebody and say heart healing is not an event it's a process <laughs> right when you are with your child you don't even know the child is growing but somebody from outside you know for example these guys came after a few years from mumbai now oh, they look at karis and shalom they say my goodness you have grown so much but they are having little babies right now they are also growing daily but they can't notice it because they are in the process but after few years you see growth heart healing is like that you know you can't go to gym and you know work 8 hours gym and do push ups and pull up and everything and then you come out and do this nothing will happen but when you do it daily consistently over a long period of time even if you are doing 20 minutes daily but you can do it for 2 years then after 2 years you do something something comes out so is heart healing some people are like today i am healing my heart <laughs> give me the links give me the book and they spend 8 hours reading the book and spend 8 hours listening to think and no it doesn't work that way but if you can spend some 20 minutes to half an hour daily and work on your heart work on your heart work on your heart intentionally apart from having these constant conversations with the father from every emotion right when you constantly work like that then two years down the line man your marriage is transformed your core relationships are transformed you have a sense of purpose you know you have a sense to live Yeah. I'm telling you. It does happen. When Gary told me this I didn't believe. Gary used to tell, "Just it's okay. Put some years into it and then you will see." I've put years into my marriage. Lavi has put years into this marriage. Now we are in a place where we have a sense of purpose because of the deep connection that we have. these things we know these things work because we have worked these things this is not a theory are you guys getting what i'm saying one last question for the day
no questions. After I get down from the stage, nobody should come and ask me anything. Uh, actually, you said something. No, no, no. Any questions? Nothing. Good. Uh, listen to your heart. Okay? The problem is we don't even know to communicate to our hearts. We don't know to communicate to our hearts. Forget about communicating to others. Why we are having relational problems? It's because we don't even know to connect with our heart and my goodness, what's going on within me? So when you learn to drop deep, learn to drop deep and learn to give permission, learn to give permission to feel, to express, to be heard, to be seen and then slowly you begin to see these things work. Okay? Let's all stand to our faith. What does communion talk about? Communion talks about how much God is willing to go through pain for the sake of love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, guys, serve, serve the communion, please. say let thy kingdom come let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven look at someone and say what makes heaven heaven ask them what makes heaven heaven is it the golden street is it the pearly gates is it the chubby angels that plays harp what makes heaven heaven is it the mansion that makes heaven heaven? Honestly, think about it. Is it the golden throne that makes heaven heaven? What makes heaven heaven? What makes heaven heaven is the people there are so absorbed in the culture of Trinity. The people there are absorbed in the culture of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. They are absolutely open, other-centered, self-giving, celebrating, believing the truth of everyone. They are so absorbed in the culture of Trinity. That's what makes heaven, heaven. You remove Father and Son and Holy Spirit and their culture from heaven and keep everything else. Keep the angels, keep Moses there, keep Elijah there, keep everyone there. In no time it will become hell. So what makes heaven heaven is the culture of Trinity. So when it says, let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are talking about a cultural transformation. A cultural transformation. But how does the cultural transformation happen? Where does the cultural transformation happen? 
it happens in our hearts for the heart to be transformed for the heart to go on a journey it needs a vehicle and that vehicle is a safe community so how do we shift our gatherings towards meaningful places where this heart journey can happen is something that you guys need to think about somebody tells their story it scares the shit out of everyone so how do we become a safe community there how do we hold on to connection in spite of a crisis moment these are the some of the things that we guys need to think think through and start practicing in our little circles when we start practicing in our little circles then we come together the culture of the community becomes different it becomes a trinitarian community when it becomes a trinitarian community it manifests a presence where anything becomes possible yeah where anything becomes possible it's absolutely worth the journey forget about your marriage forget about your finances your heart is absolutely worth the journey just for yourself how do you know your heart has journeyed what is the matrix the matrix is freedom your heart will be free to love no matter what people are doing around you when your heart is free to love no matter what is happening around you then your heart has stepped into greater levels of freedom because of healing somebody did something your heart goes like that that means your heart is not free to love it's about freedom that god is committed towards you are you free to love look at somebody and say are you free to love are you free to love oh if you do this then i love you if you do that i can't no 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 every day i become more free freer by the day to love So what you got in your hands right the broken body and the shed blood if we walk in the light as he is in the light then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sins so the blood cleansing is not me and God alone work the blood cleansing happens when we walk in light with one another when we walk in light with one another and we say i'm sorry i messed up and the other person says i forgive you then the blood of jesus cleanses cleanses our hearts my goodness it becomes free day day in and day out the one who knows me best you're the one who knows me Let's all take part together. The one who loves me more. There is nothing I have done that could change the father's love. Come on. You're the one who knows me better 
happening within me most of the times I don't know why I'm getting disturbed I don't know what my feelings are I don't know what my needs are but you know me best you know my heart you know the intricacies of my heart you see through me you're the one who knows me I give you permission to love me in deep places. I give you permission to hold me close.
bless your heart. I want you to open your mouth and bless your heart. I bless my heart. I bless my emotions. I bless my thoughts. I bless my feelings. I bless my thoughts towards myself. I bless my body. I bless my heart. Say I will listen to you, O heart. I've treated you with indifference for so many years. I will listen to you. I will say interesting. What's going on? I'll have a chat with you and I love you to speak and express your needs. Look into their eyes and speak. Come on, go find someone. Don't stand alone. Find someone, look into their eyes and bless them. Speak into them. Bless their heart. Look into their eyes and speak. Look into the eyes and speak. Corinthians 9 8 once more um, last week also we dealt with that verse but I want you to highlight another portion of that same verse and God is able to make all grace say all grace giving is a grace just because people have money doesn't make them givers what make them givers is a grace is a grace 
So while talking about giving, Paul says, let God make all grace abound to you. So that always having all sufficiency in all things. My goodness. Always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. No matter what the good work that we're wanting to do, we'll always have abundance. But for that to happen, we need a community of people who has, who is abounding in all grace. Look at somebody and say, may you abound in all grace. All grace. Let that grace empower us to put together and make these things happen. Okay? Let's give as we continue to sing this song. benefits yeah yeah yes there's one more announcement you know every year Gary would be telling us hey Jesu lovey take a break take a break you've never taken a break and we were planning to take a break this month the month of April uh, after 12 14 years we want to take this one month break, a sabbatical. So we will be having online services happening, but you won't be having meetings. Work will be going on here. 
As a family, we are taking a break for a month. So I'm not taking any appointments or anything. Uh, yeah, there are a few things with the work. I'll try to manage it using phone, trying to coordinate certain things here remotely. But uh, the goal this one month is to do nothing. Right? That's my goal for this month. And uh, spend time with kids, spend time with family. And that's so we're taking a month's break. So we'll meet you in the month of May. Okay? Uh, the meeting is what is being paused. The church is not paused. The church continues. The church happens. We're part of the body, part of the community. So continue to do church, continue to do life together. The media production will happen later. Okay? Uh, thank you. And uh, if you can't give now, but you want to commit to give within the next few weeks, you can also let us know, which will help us to plan few things accordingly. Okay? So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, meet one another. Meet the team from Mumbai. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, one thing is uh, we are since work is going to start tomorrow we need few volunteers to pack the speakers and keep things uh, so if you can come post lunch I want you to meet Ken and just give your name that you're available to come and help out with a hand okay thank you